Rob Dukes from Generation Kill, and you're listening to Interview Under Motherfucking Fire. With the station, what with disease, under the city, where they breathe, they All right, everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, as always, Sonny, back here once again. And today I have the honor of with speaking with a veteran, talented frontman in Rob Dukes. Bro, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join our IUF series. Now, this is an exciting way to kick off 2022 for you and the rest of the guys over at Generation Kill with the release of your latest album, MK Ultra, which recently dropped this past week, January 28th via Blood Blast Distribution and Art Is War Records. Rob, I want to start things off by you know congratulating you on all the well-deserved recognition this album has been getting so far i mean a lot to unpack about this jaw-breaking thrash hitter of an album and who you're all about now before we get to all that and beyond i know we talked about it before the interview started right we're all kind of collectively coming out of this long ass tunnel we've been in for the last two years two years man Uh, how are you a happy groundhog day obviously and how's life in uh arizona man Oh man, it's good, man. It's fucking beautiful out. It's like uh, 50, as opposed to as opposed to here in Dallas. Degrees, fifty <laughs> degrees, blue skies, a little bit of wind, but just the perfect amount of. Uh, you know, I got a fucking hoodie on, but I'm wearing shorts. So I got, you know, I got, yeah, go. I got a hoodie on for a good purpose. And people who don't know, we're airing this right now during uh, the temperature is like what twenty eight degrees right now. I'm looking on my phone and dropping here in Dallas, but. But man, it's good to see that you're doing well. And obviously, you know, life as of late, right? Many of us are finally beginning to return to the stage, fans and musicians yeah. alike. But I got to ask, man, how have you been keeping up your vocals, your instrument instrumentations these days? Has, has that affected your musicianship? Has anything changed for your routine-wise lately, if at all? Um, well, you know, we, we've been working on this album for a while. So uh, right. it's been going back and forth. I did um this this is one of those albums like pre-production the in pretty much the entire album and then uh once i was done with the pre-production i sat with it um changed some lyrics changed some melodies uh and then went back and, and recorded it for real at the end so you know it was almost like like doing it 70s style where they would go out and they would play the songs live before they even recorded them or yeah. they wrote them on the road so that's kind of what we did. And, um, you know, so actually, you know, it, it, it worked out because there were a couple songs that, uh, that weren't, they, they, they were okay, but they, we just, we, we, I started from scratch and made them better, you know, I rewrote them. Um, you know, during the time I, I, uh, I, I got to read a lot more and, and dive into, uh, the, the lyrics and I got to dive into a bunch of different subjects and, um, you know, it was only one, like one short story that I wrote on the record. Uh, uh, Life of Sin was basically just kind of like a short story I wrote about a, you know, gnarly chick who kills people, um, basically from the, like the Faust comic book era stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, you know, um, so anyway, so it was cool, man. It was cool that we, we took the time. It was supposed to come out last year. And then we decided to postpone it, which I'm glad we did. Then we, we kind of released a single. And then another single and then another single. And then we waited a little while and then we dropped the record all part of the plan because we knew that no one was touring anyway. So what the fuck is the difference? And, um, and now here we are, man, ready to go out on the road and, and go out and play live. Um, hopefully soon, you know? 
Yeah. And the thing is like, you know, playing it live and then recording, you kind of did it kind of like the OG way, man. I, I really respect that. And I do want to dive into before I actually let me rephrase that. I want before I dive into like the themes and the ideas that went behind this new album, uh, I'm going to rewind here because, you know, you've been at this for a while, man. And whether it's with Generation Kill or Exodus or Blood Moon Ritual, uh, your solo project, Planet Piss, Fragile Mortals. I mean, the list goes on. Uh, I got to ask about the, you know, the touring life and the live concert experience for you personally, because Rob, man, for as long as I've been following you, you always had this dominant presence on the stage with which makes the performances that much more memorable so which brings me to my next point what is it about performing live that you love the most or maybe even miss the most would it be safe to say that you have a newfound appreciation about it now considering obviously the state of the world the last two years yeah yeah well we haven't been able to do it so yeah i mean you know what i mean it's it's kind of one of those things where you you get to see the look on the people on their faces you get to uh, see them sing along with you, um, you know, and then, you know, you get to, I don't know, there's, you get to see the excitement in, in people that are seeing a show. And, and you know, being on stages, it's like, uh, you know, when, you're, when, you're, when your band's playing well together mm-hmm. and you're, um, you know, you're clicking on, a, I, I would say like you're firing on all cylinders and everyone's, no one's making mistakes and everyone's just kind of like in the moment and, you know, there's not a better feeling in the world. There, there really isn't, man. I mean, I mean, it's, it's like you know when you're fucking and and it's really good and it's just awesome and you're in the moment and you're not any thinking about anything else. That's the same thing, man. If that's the closest I can get to what it feels like to to play in front of a large, uh, you know, even a small club, just just to be in that moment where you're where nothing else matters, man. There's no there's no politics. There's no, there's no, there's no bills to pay. There's no, you know, no whiny cunt. There's no, um, you know, there's just, it's just you and the, and the, in that moment. And, you know, um, I conflated too also to like, do you ride a motorcycle? Have you ever ridden a motorcycle? I've ridden one. I don't own one. And <laughs> now okay. you got me, you, so, you got me rethink my life choices. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you're going really fast on a motorcycle, right? Like, mm-hmm. And you're in, like I do, I, I'm a sport bike guy. So I do the windy turns and lean the bike way over and all that. It's like when you're in that, when you're doing it, like you can't be anywhere else. You can't be thinking about, oh, did I leave the garage door open? Like none of that shit. Cause that's when you make, make a mistake. And that's kind of like what it is when you're on stage and things are going great. You're just feeling that moment. And, and to have that camaraderie with a bunch of dudes uh, playing music and songs that you wrote and that you look down and there's people that, that like your music and they're singing along with you, man. I mean, there's really, there's really, not, uh, there's not too many things that, that, uh, feel like that, you know? Fucking hey, man. I'm drinking coffee here. I need a fucking beer after that shit. Um, <laughs> I'm going to use that as, I'm going to use that as a bit. That may be one of the best explanations, man. Fucking, <laughs> I didn't even, you know, that's like, the, I'm over here thinking like, man, I've had so many analogies. That may be the best one I've ever had looking back on, all the shit that we've been through collectively as fans and musicians. And obviously within that dreaded like March of 2020. Right. And uh, yeah, obviously staying busy. I got to ask about this. As you're telling me about this, Rob, as obviously staying busy during the pandemic definitely was an important thing. But aside from the music, man, you mentioned riding your bike, bro. Uh, yeah. Has that time, you know, March, 2020 up to now, 
whatever time frame, has it opened up new things for you that you may not have, yeah. you may not have discovered before about yourself? That's something that doesn't involve music. It's like, okay, I learned this. I, I'm going to take realize, this going forward. Yeah, go ahead. I did. I realized that, uh, that, uh, family and friendships and, um, know that, <clears throat> that sometimes, uh, your work, um, shouldn't, consume your life it should be mm-hmm. 40 hours a week and then you have uh the rest of the time is for yourself and when you know look man i know that people have they run businesses and they do stuff and that's that's their whole life you know what i mean like and um i left my job in the middle of the pandemic and got a new job that uh that would support me with better hours and and, and support me in the ability to travel and it allowed me to um start a podcast and do it on my own time and have awesome. the time to give to it. Um, and I was able to reconnect with a lot of friends and, and, um, you know, just spend time for myself rather you know, in, in my, in, in my, you know, the people around me, um, <clears throat> rather than being sucked into this thing that was just, uh, you know, sucking my life away 60 hours a week, if not more, you know? Um, and, uh, it just, uh, it kind of reevaluated what was important, what's not important. Um, I, I, I need to, I know that I didn't want to travel more. I've been going out to Mexico and, 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 uh, hanging out with my friends down there and fishing and, and just taking more trips and spending time with people that I, uh, that I haven't been able to, uh, uh, see. And, you know, I flew up to San Francisco and I hung out with Tom and I, I stopped by and I surprised Gary Holt. I didn't tell him I was coming. I told his wife, she made sure he was home. And I just knocked on the door and he opened the door and I was standing there and he was like, what the fuck? And, you know, I hung out with, uh, you know, uh, uh, Tom for, you know, a couple of days and, you know, cause Tom was going through shit and he's, you know, he's a, you know, a, a really close friend. So it was able to sit down and, and talk to them and give them a hug and tell them I loved them and, you know, and, and talk about what he was going through and be there for him. And, um, and, uh, it's just been, uh, it's been a weird two years, man, but I think it's, it's for me, it's been positive. It's been, um, I've read a lot more. I've kind of, you know, it's been weird, man. I've just, I, you know, it's not being selfish. I just kind of focused on, uh, on life, uh, on what makes me happy and in, in doing it. And, um, that took some uh, big changes, but here we are. Yeah. You know? and, so. and, and the thing is like, you don't even have to explain yourself. You know, the fact that you're telling me just a simple thing, like, showing up to someone's doorstep and just giving them a fucking hug. Like, you know, like it's like little things like that starts to really stand out. The more and more we move forward through throughout time and making the best of the situation has kind of been like the commonality with a lot of the guests I've had, like yourself on the show. And I, yeah, I, I lo- like all those stories. I knew I need to have like a separate episode with just you just telling me stories of the shit we've been through. I feel like, <laughs> like a, a memoir. Now I'm just a fan out there, but uh, nothing more than a Rob Duke's memoir for someone, a fan like me going to, uh, listening my manager's, to my manager's been telling me to write a book for a couple years hey. now she's like just fucking write it people just will read it I'm like ah, you know just saying man uh, i i think it'll i think that'll be a really good representation of who you are and i, I feel like it's i feel like it'll also be kind of like a, a way for you to channel channel everything in your life into something like a memoir like a book like some, yeah. almost like an autobiography but but yeah. anyway that's like an idea and and speaking of which, you know, autobiography, you know, growing up for you, Rob, I know that I may know more about you than you know about yourself, because I know that punk rock was uh, more or less a gateway genre for you before you got yeah. into the music of metal 
for anyone who doesn't know. And yeah. I know it played a big part in shaping you into who you are today, because I'm curious to know from someone like you about your first love of those bands that you listened to at that time for that genre right. and, and what you have seen today from that same genre. I know there's no wrong, wrong answer to this, but how has the punk uh, scene changed through your experience? Like I grew up listening to bands like the dead Kennedys, misfits, social distortion, bad brains, yeah. this goes on, but I'm going to give you the floor here because I feel like the punk scene well, plays a big part in who you are. Well, it really started out with the doors and Jimi Hendrix and Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and Black Sabbath. I got right the classic rock because I was, you know, born in the late sixties and this was the, the early to mid seventies. My parents were young. They were like 17 uh, when I was born. So like they had all those records cause they were fucking teenagers. So, um, which that led to me, you know, and then when I finally, so I, you know, I was about eight or nine years old and I was, uh, like mowing lawns and shoveling snow off driveways to, to earn money. And then I would, I would buy music on my own. And uh, my first record was I, on the same day I bought queen news of the world and the clash, the clash. Uh, that was the first two records I bought with my own money and I played the shit out of them. And that spawned me into, uh, uh rush and uh you know um uh i'm gonna say like i i think i stopped listening to like classic rock for i actually always listened to like the doors and pink floyd but i kind of got more into like the sex pistols and then um and then like ozzy osbourne had come out around then van halen Mm -hmm. you know we're talking like 1979 1980 i'm like 10 i'm like 12 years old and then all these records started coming out and I was there for the listening to all of it. I was listening to um, not only that, but I was also listening to uh, Mike Bloomfield, which was a, an old uh, blues player. I was listening to Pete Townsend on his own. He had uh, a couple albums he did on his own. I still kind of like the who a little bit. And I, I like to always like the drumming of the who. Um, and then I started, you know, I, and at this time I'm also reading a ton of books. I'm reading a lot of like, uh, um, uh, not only am I reading like books a, a little above my, my uh, age group, but I was also still reading Mad Magazine and fucking National Lampoon and, uh, and uh, Gore Shriek and, and Fangoria and, and going through all those, you know, all that, all that kind of creative stuff. I didn't watch a lot of TV. Um, and I just listened to music. That was my favorite thing to do. And if, if I got in trouble, they took away my, my record player. That was, that was how you could punish me as a kid, but you then, but then you left me with books. So I didn't really care that much. I had so one win, win. other. So. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, you can't punish me by making me sit in a room by myself. That was, they thought that was punishment, but it absolutely was not. Um, I taught myself how to juggle when I got, uh, I got, I couldn't leave my room for a week for, do you still know how to juggle? I know how to juggle. Well, man, I'm I not going to make you do that right now. I just wanted to make sure no, I can do it, man. I, I can still juggle. Uh, it's a skill. Once you learn it, you always know it, you know, it takes a little, you know, yeah. about three seconds to relearn it. So, um, and then, uh, you know, that through that led to the misfits that led to, you know, then, you know, then all of a sudden I, I got this, uh, you know, Southern California thing with the circle jerks, the vandals, yeah. TSOL, um, bad religion. And then that led to, that led to like, uh, Pennywise and no effects, which oh, I love gosh. those fans. I, I, Pennywise, my, my, that my, takes one, me back. One, that was one, one of, the first... of my favorite. 
Dude, Go Green ahead. Day is one of them. I love Green Day. I think they're brilliant songwriters, man. I mean, I I have uh, I don't like everything they do, but I I love the album Warning. It's one of my favorite albums. Yeah, they're, and they're, they're still considered like uh, one of the leaders in the punk movement. You know, I feel like they're not. I mean, considering I mean, because the commercial success they got. I mean, that's the whole. I mean, who no, cares? They care came out that. with yeah, look yeah. at what they've done. Like Dookie, holy shit! Yeah. Dookie is yeah. one of my favorite albums of all time. I, mean, I don't know if you're a sentimental person like me. I don't mean to cut you off there, Rob, but I was gonna add yeah. to that like do you have those first records you bought like back in the day you mentioned them like yeah they're on my wall yeah they're yeah. on my wall man i have them yeah they're still have still have those they're on my wall i've uh right now i have the clash uh neat queen news of the world and uh yeah. and animals pink floyd animals those are just one of my other favorite records of all time and um i have like those that you can get those uh album holders where you just put the album inside a frame and it's on my wall um yeah, man. I mean, I still listen to those records. I mean, you know, I, it dawned on me recently that, you know, I put on like Sad Wings of Destiny like like a month ago. And then I put on like Clean News of the World. And then I was listening to like Van Halen 2. And I'm like, oh, this is just what I'm going to listen to the rest of my life because this is what I really enjoy. And I'm OK with that, man. That's yeah. kind of the way it is. I, st- I still listen to new stuff, man. Um, yeah, I'm really into like like I love I like Buckethead and like Tommy Guerrero. Um, I'm, I love, I love, uh, I love the band Tool and and Pucifer and uh, I just, I just went to Jerome and went to Maynard's uh, uh, wine uh, bar and had Holy a, shit. Uh, had a How was that? had a coffee. It was killer, man. I man. fucking, I went, I, I had an espresso. I bought some of his coffee and then, um, and then I went to the his uh, place next door. It's like a record store, and I had another cup of coffee and I sat and I. Uh, um i went to uh um i went to uh, a couple restaurants down there and just kind of hung out in a little jerome it's a small little town uh, i went to uh yeah and then uh so i listened <laughs> to dude I, I listen i listen to miles davis yeah at work yeah. that's kind of john coltrane i listen to jazz at work or, or like instrumental music at work so do me yeah. a favor whenever you're whenever this yeah. interview airs listen to it because everything you're telling me how could you not write an autobiography? Because the way you're, I mean, really, I mean it. Cause I think this is something that I, 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 I want your fans to know because uh, all this stuff you're telling me is just little things and you could talk forever about it. That's how, you know, you yeah. have a passion for what you do. Um, yeah. So it, it's really amazing to see your upbringing, to see where you are right now. And just thanks for sharing all that, by the way, you saw the grin mm-hmm. on my face as you're listening, all these men are like, Oh my God, this guy is just like, he's listening off like one of some of my childhood memories. You know, when I, when I bought the yeah. records for me, it was yeah. Green day. There was smashing pumpkins. I'm a huge smashing pumpkins fan. Still am today, even though they're not like punk it. rock, but you know, it, yeah. it's more in that, you know, the alternative rock is, they stemmed a lot of their roots from the punk rock movement, like you just mentioned. You know what's really crazy is I like him a real lot. I, I don't I, honestly. I can tell you, I, I don't own any other music. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes on, I don't turn it off. And I've seen him in interviews, and I think he's absolutely brilliant. I saw him talk about Eddie Van Halen, and it, it brought me to tears, man, because he was so. It was just cool, man. It was just a great story that he had. And then he he was on Howard Stern, and I heard him, and he just he just did a great interview and. He he uh he said a lot of cool things that I that I identified with. Whereas he was talking about mistakes he had made with his first band, and then how he was trying his best to rectify those mistakes. Mm-hmm. And we all do that. We all you know. And I just identify with him on and on that. And I know that he's a a fucking fantastic guitar player. Um, 
you know, so maybe I, you know, I might go download uh, one of his music, his albums, you know, and do maybe yeah. do a dive on it. I have, I have never done it. I, I, I've, uh, I haven't. Oh man, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. But uh, man, we're talking about the music, right? We talked about everything, bro. Let let's get to let's get to MK Ultra, man, because this is your okay. third album, Generation Kill, dropped January twenty eighth on Blood Blast Distribution and Artist yep. Words. Artist Word. Now, I want to repeat the words here, Rob. You know, third album, right? Before we get into the nitty gritty of this new record, because this is technically the follow up to 2013's We're All Gonna Die, and that was a solid effort through and through for like thrash music mm-hmm. and beyond now i'm 2013 that's almost a decade ago man i know i imagine a lot has yeah, happened I know. in the 10 yeah. years you know this is the longest gap in between records for your for you career-wise if i'm not mistaken but in a yeah. sense in a sense did it ever feel like you picked up where you left off in 2013 or was there was that a well, challenge in itself well in 2013 i was still in exodus so yeah, we're all gonna die. Uh, I I didn't make a thrash album. Like, and we're all gonna die had a couple of thrash things on it, but the, it was more of like a like a rock record. But it was also more like an homage to all the bands that I listened to. I had had a little bit of Zeppelin. I had a little bit of Metallica. I had a little bit of The Doors. It had some weird stuff that you know that was Frank Zappa ish. That to me, or you know, it not not a like a not Frank Zappa song, but like influence to to not be to be a little strange and to and to write um i'm I'm talking about carney love was like a was like a weird kind of man it was just a it wasn't a rock song it wasn't a thrash song you know um we did a little homage to hardcore we did a little homage to like you know just straight up fucking rock and roll songs and we just uh we had you know just a little bit of and then this one um so then we we actually wrote a bunch of songs uh uh the me and the bass player parted ways got a new mm-hmm. bass player and then we threw out all the songs we had and started over but before we did that we worked with with daryl i did some work with dmc um and we right. wrote some music with him it was supposed to be one song ended up being a bunch of songs and so that kind of took time and then we like came back and working on the record and then like i said we we had a, a bunch of scratch and then it just took way longer than we we wanted to man uh, through personal reasons through time through covid through all that shit and it just took longer than we wanted it to and um so it was really like a four-year effort um and um during that time we had other songs that we we got rid of and rewrote stuff and we sort of but i think this one was more was more thrash like we were like all right let's just go out and let's let's yeah. come out of the gate like like never relent was the first song we wrote. And I was like, well, if this is the bar, man, we've set it pretty high and we're just going to fucking go for it. And we just, uh, you know, that was when we, we, you know, got Gary on it to, to, you know, to play on it. And, um, and then we just, uh, we took it from there. We had, um, I think, you know, we, we did a, you know, the MK ultra things kind of happened. Chaos that kind of started me down a rabbit hole of, uh, uh that way uh like i said never relent was written before that so um it's not really a concept record but there are a couple songs about that and more than uh, like three or four that are uh, basically in the in the mk ultra era of stuff of thinking um but uh we wanted this to be a heavier record we wanted to go out i i knew that uh that i said gary i'm gonna write a record so we can open it for you and then you know 
make you earn your fucking paycheck yeah. every night because we're gonna bring it. So yeah, <laughs> and, so. and 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 never Roland is is actually my favorite one off the record. So you know uh, that song, and then to Evil Eye, to Dogs of War, Rat King, Life of Sin. I I hope you know this, Rob. You musically you raise the bar for yourself, and I'm gonna quote yeah. you here. All right, you said MK Ultra is one of the best things I've done in my musical career. As far as thrash and crossover going heavy metal, I mean, good God. You know, obviously with your work with Exodus and with this, Generation Kill and MK Ultra, I felt like it allowed you to tap into a whole different dimension of Rob Dukes that you may not have had before with anyone else. Yeah. Would that be safe to say? Because I felt like this is what you yeah. wanted to sound like all along, and now you're doing it, man. Yeah, man, I, I definitely... Um... You know, me and me and Velez, we we wrote the bulk of the material, and uh, me and Velez are on the same page as far as what we wanted to do. Um, I thought Opiate was, I think Opiate um, is my personal favorite. I think it's Opiate's one of the most powerful things we've ever written. Um, I know that, you know, um, like you know, as far as the other stuff is is thrash and it's heavy and everything, but Opiate was like. Uh, it was thought provoking. It was dark. It was, it was honest. And it had uh, a sense of uh, like a building to it. And then in, in the crescendo in the middle, and then it drops back down and then and goes, builds back up again. And it's just, uh, it was one of the most challenging songs we did. It was a lot, it took the longest to write and, um, and, and, and get together. We did it in, in uh, parts. Um, but it was, um, you know, it was, you know, it was just a, it was, it was like, okay, man, we're going to try this. Cause we had the the idea that we're going to make a really, really heavy record. And then all of a sudden we had this song that was mellow, but it was heavy as fuck at the same time. And, uh, and it was, uh, the, I thought the material, I thought the lyrics to me really represented not only my own personal life, but, you know, um, I wrote the lyrics after um, I read 1984 and then I watched uh, that that movie. Uh, it was a documentary on HBO about um, how Google and and uh, and Instagram and all those all those that they all knew that it was like a drug that they made the phone like a slot machine that they were tapping into dopamine and they were making us addicted to our phones. Are, and are that's what I wrote about, about. I wonder, is it the social dilemma? Does yeah, sound, the social yeah. dilemma. The social. I saw so, that. That that freaked me though fuck out uh great so, i mean it was a great I, documentary yeah. but yeah go ahead yeah it was great so i read that and i, I watched that and i read 1984 the song was originally called uh, uh two minutes to hate and then i changed it to opiate of the misinformed masses because it just seemed to make so much sense um and uh you know I, to me that's uh, you know i mean i i don't like saying oh this is the best this is it's it's the best song i've ever been a part of you know as a band mm -hmm. i think we all we all agreed that it was it was it, you know it was it was it made people go holy shit like wow like they identified with it on every level and then um that was that was comforting to know that like i, I showed it to people who aren't even metalheads i have a couple friends that are just regular people when i showed them the song they were like dude holy fuck man <laughs> god damn and i'm like all right cool whereas you know um and, that, and that's kind of what you want to do you want people yeah. to be you want them to yeah. feel the emotions yeah talking about it and, and and while we're on that subject you know keep all this in mind as i'm asking this because the lyricism throughout mk ultra right you have a song like never relent which is 
the inspiration comes from the readings of like tyrannical leaders in history, like Vlad the Emperor yeah. and Genghis Khan. You have a song like Rat King, which is about what is it? Rats, maggots, and roaches taking over the planet Earth. Yeah. I love that yeah. concept. And then Into the Black, this was really cool because the inspiration comes from the story Eight O'Clock in the Morning by Ray Nelson, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I yeah, begin to think, yeah, I begin to think about the inspired they live. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's even awesome within itself. I begin to think yeah. about the tangibles of a theme to this album, like, you know, one or multiple, like how important are themes to you, Rob? Is that more about helping you write or sound or is that more for the audience? Like, was that a big component of songwriting? for um, your Cause you mentioned all yeah, these because, influences for you. Yeah. I, I think that I know that, that not everybody like, I think for most people in the general world just want a good melody and they want to just sing along. They don't really mm. care what it's about. And, um, and not, I don't write lyrics that way. Not, I write lyrics uh, for myself, but I, I want to be, you know, it's, I want, I want them to matter. You know what I mean? And, and I, I, you know, if it leads somebody, I've already gotten like three emails in the last like couple of days where people said, dude, I had no idea what MK Ultra was. And now I read about it and holy shit. And I'm like, I know, man, right? It's <laughs> fucked up. Uh, have to live. And, that, yeah. That's a, that's a so, thought provoking word because it'll just MK Ultra. Yeah. Wait, that kind of rings a bell because yeah. you hear the yeah. term MK Ultra, but you kind of just, you don't know what it is, right? And then it catches on. Yeah. It catches on. It's like, oh my God, what special, yeah, especially with everything it. that's been happening since what is the commonality in this interview we've been talking about the last two years? Like, Holy shit. MK Ultra yeah. is the theme of this interview as well. If you want to dive in even further yeah. to that, but yeah, um, uh, yeah, th- I thought that was a big aspect about this album. Now I want to give a shout out, man, to your band members, man, Jason Trechner, Trechner. Hopefully I'm mm-hmm. not butchering his name. Just Jason, Trenzer. Jason, and Jason, Max, Trenzer. Jason, Jason, Trenzer, Jason and Max Velez and Rob Yules. Cause those yeah. guys, I mean, I want to give a shout out to them because you guys have some great musicality. They knocked it out on this album yeah. and i feel like they didn't they, they don't really killed it. you're you're gonna do what you're gonna do rob but i'm gonna give a shout out to them as well because you guys are as a unit have really come together on this particular album another yeah. part of this album that i really loved here was the sound because the production you mentioned uh run dmc right so yeah now uh, i'm an audiophile these days rob i'm very picky on how yeah. i want my music to sound the way i want it to sound producing yeah. mixing and mastering i know you had I think Zeus and Bumblefoot alongside, no. or was so it Bumblefoot? Bumblefoot did Fragile Mortals, and okay, then, uh, yeah. we had we had Zeus had started this record, and then um, he got real busy with uh, Rob Zombie and uh, Queensrÿche, so um, we couldn't wait on him. So uh, we ended up with going with uh, uh, Nick Belmore, who did oh, okay, uh, okay. He did he did uh, the Jamie Josta stuff. He works with Jamie. Um, and he did uh, the new D Snyder record. He did the new Corpse Grinder record, and um, oh, I just... he killed it, man! And he works so... with Zeus, so him and him and he was actually a record. He record he was recommended by Zeus, so um, they uh, they have like a um, you know. So Zeus, uh, you know, uh, uh, said, "Hey, man, you should call Nicky," and uh, we called Nick, and uh, he worked closely with me, and we he understood exactly what I wanted to do, and he he really got it when it came down to the songs and. Um, he was really easy to work with and he, he made it sound fucking awesome. So uh, I got no complaints about the audio and, and how it comes out. I listened to it on multiple different uh, platforms and it, it came out fucking killer. So, yeah. All right, man. Never relent. I got to ask Gary Holt 
Mm. It was your first time working with him since the Exodus days. What was that like? Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome, man. I mean, I wasn't with him. I called, called him up and I we sent him to a studio and he did the fucking solo and then sent us the file. We, we sent it off and mixed it in and it sounded fucking killer, man. I mean, he was gracious to do it. He actually says, uh, I, you know, at first he was like, nah, I don't know, man. I got time, blah, blah, blah. And then he heard the song and he was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> so John Joseph did the same fucking thing. I got, I said, John, it's on John was like, well, I don't know, man, I'm busy. I got this Iron Man thing. I'm running and blah. And then I sent the song. He's like, oh yeah, dude, I'll do it. And, uh, and, uh, Chris Poland was the only one that said, yeah, I'll do it. And then I sent them the song and then, um, Chris Poland sent me the solo back and it, it blew my fucking mind. I was like, holy shit. Holy you know, shit, like dude. him and cause he, cause I haven't heard Chris in a long time playing on anything. You know, I, I hear Gary all the time. So, um, but you know, having Gary, you know, me and Gary are, you know, we're close friends, man. I mean, me, you know, I am with all those guys. How could I not be? Yeah. I mean, of course they fired me and it was shitty for a while, but it's life goes on, man. We're good, man. I mean, I talked with Zet today for a fucking hour and a half, you know? Um, so, uh, I talked with Gary recently. He was just on my podcast and we had a, a great conversation. I, like I said, I was at his house and, and, uh, you know, I mean, life is too short to hold on to resentment and anger over a business deal. You Very know what true. I mean? And, and you, you mentioned, so, Zet, you mentioned Zetro, right? Just now. Yeah. yeah so I had the yeah. privilege to uh, host Zetro a few months back when Exodus was dropping their new record. Man, Zetro's a, he's a great dude. He, I didn't realize how much of a nerd he is until I spoke to him about yeah. his collectibles. I mean, it's amazing. Like it was really great to see that just the camaraderie about within you guys put all that bullshit aside. You know I mean? We're getting older, yeah. but we're also forgetting that people are passing us by as we're getting older. I mean, I've lost a lot of friends yeah. in the last couple of years who I never had a chance to, we've had our differences. If you know what I mean? And yeah. look back on it, it's like, shit, man, I, now what I can't, I didn't even get a chance yeah. to say goodbye. You know, it's, you gotta, you gotta yeah. bury that shit, but Man, Rob, we're reaching the last part of our interview, man. This has been okay. this has been awesome, bro. Uh, we've covered a good amount of ground, man. Thank you so much for sharing about who you Absolutely. are, man, and what Generation Kill is all about. Again, this is a bucket list for me. So thank you again for joining, wow. for giving me a chance to speak to you. Let's stay in touch, man. Um, but, Absolutely. Uh, now, I'm going to save that surprise for you in the end. But I'm okay. also excited to see, you know, I'm going to finish out this part here because i think this is important uh i'm excited to see where you go from here right because with everything that you've told me from day one to who you are today what is the most rewarding part for someone like you who is now at this point in their career at the same time has been involved with so many other different aforementioned talented bands artists and individuals throughout that timeline we've discussed touring your upbringings your relationship with your bandmates as an artist and as a person, do you ever just stop for a moment? And I think you're getting a moment right here to take a look back at how far you've come. Um, I, I actually don't. I, uh, I don't think about that much. I mean, you know, I think if I, if I did actually sit down and write a book, I'd kind of have to, you know what I mean? Mm. But uh, I don't. I kind of think about what, what's next. You know, I got one foot in front of the other. Um, you know, I'm working with uh, different people trying to finish up projects and, and finish up songs. Uh, I'm working with uh, Dale Lorenzo and uh, he's got some uh, thing in New Jersey where he, 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 I work with him on the music. Uh, I just got into a conversation with uh, Jesse Margera, who we from Holy CKY, shit. who uh, we're going to work together on some stuff. And um, 
you know, <clears throat> trying to get tours together and, and go out and, and get back out on the road. And you know, just, it's kind of like about like doing the next thing. I mean, you, it's like, it's like a, I assume it's kind of like a, like a hockey team, you know, they, they have a big win on a Friday night and they play, they play a great game and they beat a, a fucking really good team. And then Monday they got to do it all over again. And they don't, they don't, they don't get very long to revel in what they've just so, done. I'm, I'm laughing. On. I'm laughing because I'm, I'm a stars fan and the stars just shit, yeah. the, bed, shit the bed last night after beating out the yeah. the other night. Anyway, yeah. that's a whole different discussion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a huge Rangers fan. So my team's doing hey, well. This all year, up to but, the Rangers. And always yeah. say I'm, I'm a giants fan. I, I don't know if you see that. So mm. I'm originally from New York. So yeah. uh, much love to the giants yeah. out there. Um, but man, uh, before I let you go, we're going to do the surprise yeah. here. We're going to do okay. something called we've been serious, man. Let's let's tone it down a bit. This is going to be the fun part. All right. Before I let you go, I'm going to do something called the lightning round. <laughs> what I'm going to do, I'm going to go down a list. You just have to think quick on your feet. Pick one or the other. You ready? Okay. Yeah. All right. Some of them are simple. Some of them are just downright stupid. Okay. Okay. All right. right on. Now, now I know you're originally from Florida, right? Yeah. What is yeah. the capital of Florida? <laughs> Jacksonville. It's Tallahassee. Is it? Oh, Tallahassee. That's right. Tallahassee. I didn't live there very long. Just yeah. kidding. Yeah, it's, it's Tallahassee, yeah. but it's all right. All right. All right. That was a test run. All right. Here we go. Red uh, or blue? Okay. Uh, blue. Vegan or meat? Meat. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Cats or dogs? Cats. Star Wars or Harry Potter? Star Wars. Mexican food or Italian food? Italian. All right. Now, this is a debate here in Texas. Is it... Mm-hmm. Pecan pie or pecan pie? Pecan pie. <laughs> see, <laughs> see if you come down here. When you come down here, watch, watch what's gonna happen. You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna, a lot. It's, it's a divided line. It's a huge, yeah. huge discussion down here. I say pecan, but I don't know. Right. Um, I think I grew up saying pecan. All right, uh, we mentioned New York Giants or Jets. Uh neither. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't. I watch hockey. I don't care. Oh, okay, Rangers or I, Islanders? I, I, yeah. Oh, Rangers, go fuck oh, yourself, down. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the Rangers. I'm an Arizona Cardinals fan. I've been watching football, and I'm a Cardinals fan now. Hey, I, I don't give a, I, I actually uh, like I the Cardinals. Give a fuck when I live there. I just don't like yeah, the Cowboys. So. As long as you're not a Cowboy fan, you're good <laughs> yeah. in my book. All right. Yeah. Uh, country or hip-hop? Hip-hop. Halloween or Christmas? Ooh, Christmas. Uh, I feel like Halloween's like kind of like the precursor for Christmas, right? Um, yeah. L.A. Yeah. or Chicago? L.A. Are tomatoes a fruit or a vegetable? They are a fruit. Red, white, and blood, or we're all going to die? We're all going to die. If Hannibal Lecter offered to buy yeah. you a beer, would you accept? Yeah, why not? Fuck yeah. <laughs> What's brain taste like, dude? That'd be my first question. What's a fucking brain taste like? What's it like to eat someone's brain while they're still alive? Right. That's that's fucking hard. Get those man. get those questions ready, man. That's that's <laughs> like a that's like a what are on Rob's mind, like on your <laughs> autobiography. What would Hannibal Lecter's conversation would be, right? All right, a yeah. couple more. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Talk to animals. All right. Humans, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I've had people who say, well, I can talk to my cats, so I guess I can uh, talk yeah, to my exactly. Yeah. I got a dog, so I, I'm good. All right. Last one. I love this one. Yeah. There's yeah. a time machine in front of you, Rob. It says yeah. the destination is the first concert you've ever attended. Where are you and what do you remember most about that day? 
I remember uh, um, an M80 going off of my face that was Judas Priest at Nassau Coliseum, and someone was throwing M80s from the upper deck, and they were blowing up in the, in the, in the crowd, and I had one go off about two feet away from my face. I remember Holy. it scared the living fuck out of me. And um, I remember standing there, and all of a sudden, this, this group of people just kind of split, and it was one guy had his dick out, and he was just pissing. And he was pissing like in a, in a circle. And I was, I was like 14 years old, dude. I was like, the fuck <laughs> is going on, man? Like, it was fucking crazy. Yeah. Bro, because my next question so, was going to be, would you take that trip again? <laughs> yeah, I would. I'd rather go back and kill baby Hitler. But Look I, how I well you that, remember yeah. that. Look how well you remember that memory. Man, just yeah. go ahead and write that book. You will be my first endorser, I promise. <laughs> um, but man, Rob, do you have any last words, just any shout outs, anything you'd like to plug in or mention as far as Generation Kill and the new album before we finish things off here? Yeah, I mean, I hope people fucking buy it or, you know, I mean, uh, Hell yeah. if we do, if you don't buy it, then you know, download it for free and then come see us when we come to your town. You know, buy merch and shit. You know, help out the bands. Um, I got a new podcast Dallas. called "Put Up." Uh, I got a podcast called "Put Up Your Dukes," uh, and it's uh, just a what podcast where I interview a bunch of musicians and I uh, play their favorite songs. I give you a playlist, and you can go listen to their their favorite songs. So I have some good conversations with people, and um, and then uh, if you're going to listen to MK Ultra, uh, listen to it from the beginning to the end. Take the the 48 minutes and just listen to the whole thing and uh and take it in as a whole like you would a pink floyd record you know because that's how it was that's how it was written it was written to to be a one you know sitting kind of thing so yeah because i felt like every song on there kind of just stood out on its own right because it's not the same yeah. thing and i love the way uh, it flows from beginning to end but I, I, yeah. I actually just put in put up your dukes on my search here so i'm gonna check that out man i had no idea i love that yellow yeah. podcast man get that's awesome. I, I keep doing yeah. what you're doing, man. Uh, do you have, I don't know. I don't know what you can and cannot say. Do you have tour dates coming up this year? No, no? not that I, we're, we're working on stuff, man. man All I right, man. That I got while well, I got the, in the middle of this. The phone call was just about that. That's what it was, but I got a call Bro, back right now. Dallas, so, Texas, please yeah. come here. It'd be great to meet you. Would love to do this again. You in person. Too, man. All right, man. Um, everyone right, is listening. This is Rob Dukes from generation kill. Do us all a favor. Like you said, buy the album because the band's, can't do it without your help. MK Ultra is out now on Blood Blast Distribution. Artist War. Check out this podcast on all major podcast streams out there. Check us out on interview, interview under fire.com. Can't talk today. Uh, Rob, man, you stay safe out there, brother. Let's stay in touch. You too. This has been an honor, right, and I'll talk to you next time, buddy. All right, brother. Be good. Peace out, man. Peace. With the station, with disease, under the city where they breathe, they control the Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. 
If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.